0: Some
1: trouble. Spider Sense is Spider Sense
0: is Anybody else's Spider-Sense tingling?
1: Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Doug.
0: And I'm Derek.
1: Is your Spider Sense tingling?
0: Yeah, man, roll your eyes over your crazy pajamas, man. <laughs> To listen to the show, find us on
1: 4 com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit RevengeLover.com. And we'd like to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular tier patrons, Bo, Carl, Eric, Katie, and Jason. And we are still talking about the 1967 show, this wonderful delight of a Spider-Man show, which means we are joined by a guest, a guest I'm very excited to talk to. We are joined by cartoonist and creator of the Pink Lemonade comic book series, Nick Cagnetti. Nick, how's it going?
2: Going pretty well. Thank you both for having me. I'm a long-time listener of the show, so it was pretty cool. Oh, cool. Thank you. We appreciate yeah. it
1: for yeah, sure. Awesome. Um, I'm I'm so excited that we have a comic creator and cartoonist here, and certainly at the end of the show, you'll be able to plug whatever you want, but I would love if you would tell us a little bit about Pink Lemonade. kind of why people should check it out and maybe where they can check it out?
2: Sweet, yeah, sure. Uh, Well, Issue 1 just came out not too long ago. and Issue 2 and 3 are coming out in November here from uh, Oni Press. It's a pretty wacky, fun series. It's been fun seeing a lot of people just sort of reacting and seeing what they say, and they're kind of caught off guard by how strange and weird it is. But uh, (laughs) I I don't think it's that strange because it's all just... uh, sort of coming from the heart but like it's all from a place of you know we we've all grown up and surrounded with all this pop culture and it's sort of like uh looking at it in that kind of way like what a character sort of experiencing those things firsthand and mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. if you like spider man which uh you know I, I think you probably might might enjoy just checking it out
1: yeah yeah i I'm anxiously awaiting my my issue one to arrive. Like I've been gushing over your art style for Derek and I gushed over your art style quite a bit. And so I'm really excited for mine to show up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I have read the first issue, and I did really, I really enjoyed it. And it wasn't what I was expecting, but like in a good way. It was really cool. But I think the thing that I love the most is that. I'm assuming that it was intentional. Uh, the 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 power of the sun in the palm of your hands, like <laughs> it, it, it sure was. Good, A uh, plus. I loved it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah,
2: hopefully, uh, it should be a pretty unexpected journey through the through the whole series for everybody. I, I I think people will be caught off guard in pleasant ways in
1: every issue. Nice. I love that.
2: Yeah, check it out. Pink Lemonade,
1: um, Oni Press. Check it out, everybody. We are here to talk about Spider-Man, though, and so I'm very yeah. curious, Nick, what is your general background with Spider-Man, and then what's your relationship with the 1967 cartoon?
2: Oh, man. Well, I mean, I've I've loved Spider-Man since I was a toddler, basically. Uh, I, I guess it started with, like, toys and uh, reruns of the 90s cartoon, but at that point in particular, it was pretty easy to get your hands on at least some episodes of... Uh, you know, the various shows up to that point on, on VHS. So mm-hmm. I, I had seen episodes of the 80s show, the solo one, amazing friends. Uh, I think my first ever ones were, were, uh, there was a VHS of the 90s show, the, the two Hobgoblin episodes. Mm. So Hobgoblin is a big favorite of mine, consequently. Uh, but this show, uh, there was a nice like clamshell VHS that was released like 99 or something with the kilowatt caper and origin of Spider-Man on it. And uh, it, it had one of those Stanley intros where he talks about like the fly on the wall again. <laughs> so uh, it, that that was a, that was a pretty early, early one for me. So I think that might've been the first time I saw like the origin in, the, in, oh, wow. in general. So, yeah, I mean, then, then when they released the show on on DVD in like '04, I spent like the whole summer, uh, you know, watching watching the show. And uh, I, I remember this episode in particular, one of the segments. I, I remember just like rewinding again and again on the D on the DVD player, just because there was one moment that was so uh, so goofy. I just kept replaying it. <laughs> well, I guess we'll remember- talk about that later. Oh yeah. Oh was it from one of these segments? Yeah that we're yeah, talking from, about today. Yeah, yeah, from one of these
1: ones. Oh no way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh wow. What well, that is an amazing coincidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm really, really excited. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's that's fantastic. So okay. We've had we we really haven't had a ton of people on the show who are really familiar with this particular cartoon. So like, even though Derek and I haven't covered all of it, do you have I mean it maybe one of these segments is it, but like, do you have favorite segments of the show or favorite characters? I mean, this series has a lot of like original characters that never really show up anywhere else. So I'm curious, like, what are your what like what are your highlight characters or moments?
2: I really like the the fly twins. And I know that that they show up and uh, the, the Bendis Ultimate comics at some point pretty later on, which is pretty fun to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. But, you know, a lot of those original ones, you just don't see them anywhere else. kind of <laughs> There's some kind of cool ones in there. Yeah. Uh, I like Dr. Noah body. He's yes. Long. We just. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. actually the day we're recording this, we just released our episode talking about
1: that segment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, I, I like that one. There's one weird episode in the I think in the third season with uh the, they do like a pretty straightforward adaptation of that uh, Lee Romita Mysterio story with where Spider-Man thinks he's sh- shrunken and oh. he's like big big Mysterio, but he's just like a guy that's green, yeah it's just a really strange one but i like that they just have mysterio
0: and he's just a guy that's green in that one yes i i'm ex- I, i've seen that one i'm excited for you to see that one doug because yeah. you're gonna just be like excuse me oh yeah <laughs>
2: and the, the rocket robin hood episodes where they just replaced that with spider-man those ones are insane i can't wait there's so many like
1: stretches and moments and bits and pieces of the show that i'm so excited to eventually get to Uh, because it's just so wacky and and it's wild to think of it as the first spider-man show you know Yeah, (laughs) yep, (laughs) so good well nick actually mentioned this the only way you really can watch this um legally right now is if you have the dvd set they are not easy to find and if you do find them they're pretty expensive it also sounds like there were vhs like tapes floating around which i don't know I, didn't, yeah, I don't know if I knew. Did you know that, Derek? I, you probably told me about that.
0: Yeah, there's, and I think there are some. Um, there are like there were some single. I've I've seen. Like, I have a couple actually. The guest that's going to be on next week's episode, Chris. I know he has a couple of dvds that are just like single mm. episodes or gotcha. paired episodes and stuff but that it might have even been from like canada or something like that so there's <laughs> stuff from around the world that has floated around but like the that the dvd set is the only yeah like actual a like, complete series set that you complete
1: can really easy way now. to do all of it yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's amazing that you have that, Nick. That's such a good good thing to have in your collection because there is no legal way to stream this right now. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that, that came out like uh day before the Spider-Man 2 movie did and like the video game came out oh, wow. the same day. So that was, like a, that was like a busy day for a kid back then.
1: <laughs> yeah, what a great day to be a Spider-Man fan. Embarrassment
2: right? <laughs> of riches. <laughs> uh, big time.
1: Oh man. Also what an interesting like tonal pair, the Spider-Man 2 video game and this show. <laughs> right. Cool. Well, let's uh let's get into this first segment. This is Spider-Man 1967, season 1, episode 14, segment A, uh The Golden Rhino, which I swear for some reason, Derek, I was so convinced uh-huh. we'd already done an episode called this. Huh. And I was I checked so many times. I was like, am I w- watching the wrong thing? But I wasn't. This is new. This is new. I've never <laughs> seen it before. Um, and here is Derek's synopsis for this one. The Rhino enacts the most evil, dastardly calculated plan of all time.
2: <laughs> Very good.
0: I- <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: I-, I like how this episode is basically just Rhino just really feels good about himself. He's just like, I, only the great and the powerful get gold statues and he's yeah. like i'm great i'm powerful
0: yeah I'm make a absolutely self-love man self-love <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the original air date for this episode december 9th 1967 um we are familiar with the rhino he's been on here before Mm -hmm. uh it's the same voice actor right it is
1: yeah it's ed mcnamara who we've talked about a couple times before he voiced blackbeard and vulcan both of whom we've talked about very recently actually uh, in this same batch of episodes we're doing here, so nice. Um, we know this guy. We know him. Yeah. Uh, we know his wife. We know we know them all at this point, <laughs> for the most part. So, right. Um, so this segment opens with Spider-Man overseeing the transfer of fifteen million dollars worth of gold bullion from a ship to an armored van. He then leaves and then quickly returns when he overhears the Rhino attacking the van, ramming it into the river and making his escape with all fifteen million dollars worth of gold. It turns out like. like. Like Nick was saying that Rhino stole the gold in order to melt it down and cast a statue of himself, which I love. I
0: love it so much. It's also, also, first of all, right off the bat. Spider-Man, the the, the whole point that he was there was to make sure that the gold wasn't stolen. And he's just like, this is fine. There's no issues here. And leaves like immediately before the gold (laughs) theft happens, which is like, you had one job, dude. Like, why did you even come if you weren't going to hang out the whole time? I don't understand.
2: (laughs) Yep. No escort. No follow up. (laughs) I just love how much Rhino swims in this show. Just like even the previous Rhino episode. He's a proficient swimmer in this
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is an interesting rhino. I mean, obviously the design is is very, very old school. Um, but also the fact that he loves himself to make loves himself enough to make a gold statue is good. <laughs> I feel like we've seen several rhinos who who sort of are self-conscious because they're treated stupid or yeah. um or they're they feel like they, they can only smash or whatever. This one loves himself. I'm into it. Yeah. And he's a great swimmer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's it's funny too cuz I feel like it's not to get too in the weeds like right early here but this is like all, you know where all it's all established but like it does feel like a very rhinoy thing to like kind of like his whole thought process for making a statue is sort of like well the great and powerful deserve a monument to their fame right so i've got to make a statue of myself yeah and it's like sort of like it's a very rhino thing i think to like miss the point of like the reason that statues are like erected or because someone did something great you they don't erect a statue like you don't erect a statue to tell everyone like that now this is proof (laughs) that i'm great like like he kind of has it in reverse he kind of missed the mark there but that feels like like if you're someone like it's like sort of unique type of like ignorance that the rhino has that like i could sort of see many versions of the rhino having but like this is such a perfect encapsulation of just sort of like mm-hmm. oh you're, you're almost there dude you're just like <laughs> you just kind of missed you just kind of missed the mark just a little bit it's pretty <laughs> on brand honestly
1: yeah it's great it's like a different spin on it right it's it's really good i like it a lot yeah Well, this $15 million worth of gold bullion turns out not to be enough, which makes sense. Rhino is huge, so he attacks a Wall Street gold repository and gets away with even more gold, despite Spidey's efforts. After this second escape, Spider-Man uses his Spider-Sense to locate Rhino's hideout. He falls through the roof um, and fails to apprehend Rhino once again when Rhino collapses the entire building on top of him, leaving him for dead, which... Seems to be a theme at this point in the series, <laughs> <laughs> leaving Spider-Man for dead.
2: <laughs> I, I really like that one shot that's like high up looking down at Wall Street and you just got tiny Rhino just barreling <laughs> down <laughs> <laughs> Wall Street <laughs> really, <laughs> <laughs> really fast. <laughs> it's
1: I know. Weird. I love the animation for Rhino running because this show, I mean, several people have sort of compared this. Uh, to shows of the era or shortly after things like Scooby-Doo or Looney Tunes or whatever. It really is the only Spider-Man show that has that sort of DNA in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Rhino's running animation is so very much that. I love it.
2: You really (laughs) exemplify that kind of uh, feel. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He really
1: does. Exactly. Well, here's the thing um, about this whole uh, heist J. Jonah Jameson has been attempting throughout the episode to build a case against Spider-Man, framing him for the gold theft. So when the police arrive and find Spider-Man underneath all of the hideout debris and next to a gold repository cart, they also begin to believe it was Spider-Man and they pursue. So we even get a little bit of like framed Spider-Man in this segment.
0: <laughs> a little <laughs> bit,
2: yeah. They're just open fire on him instantly. Just oh like, my it's, gosh. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> This show wants to shoot Spider-Man dead so bad. (laughs) Not not getting too far ahead, but man, even the next segment's got that. Oh my gosh. It gets worse in the next segment. (laughs) It sure does.
1: So so hearing about the police's pursuit of Spider-Man, Rhino realizes he didn't actually kill Spider-Man and stashes his statue away in the sewer so he can go out and find Spider-Man and finish the job. Spider-Man's the only one who knows his secret after all, which... Question, is the uh-huh. secret that, that Rhino <laughs> stole the gold or that he's making a statue with it? Because I feel like a lot of people know he stole it. I... I-
0: I I think it's I think it's the Yeah, I had that question too. Because what makes I I want it to be that his secret is that he's making a statue because it makes it even funnier because he's also like and then I'll unveil my statue. So it's more like he's mad that Spider-Man's going to spoil no his spoilers before he can like tell everyone in a big ceremony yeah. or whatever.
2: Rhino calls press conference to unveil statue.
1: Right. I would love to see a Rhino press conference. I think it'd be delightful. (laughs) Well, Rhino manages to draw Spider-Man out by rampaging throughout the city. uh, But when Spider-Man arrives, he bests him pretty quickly with a new webbing formula that he calls concentrated steel. Uh, The episode ends with Spider-Man restraining Rhino with this new webbing and Betty delivering the news to Jameson that Spider-Man actually delivered both the Rhino and the gold statue to the entrance of the bugle.
0: Yep. (laughs)
2: So Nick, what do you think of this segment? I thought it was great. I uh, this one was one that I kind of remembered more. Just yeah, I, that I watched pretty frequently as a kid. <laughs> uh, there, there is the one moment in the final battle with the rhino in particular, where Rhino's trying to draw out Spider-Man, and uh, it's just like this one long, like extended shot, just panning <laughs> over the street, and Rhino yeah. just rams into Spider-Man. And he's Spider Man spins in the air four times, like across the street, and then just lands on a pile of fish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, and then, then...
0: chucking the fish at Rhino. Yeah, right.
2: (laughs) Then Rhino slides on the fish and then slides into the thing. Yeah. It's just incredible. I, 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 that was the thing that I, that I replayed and replayed over and over again as a kid because I just thought it was hilarious. (laughs)
1: It's it really so is like
0: Looney Tunes. It is it, it, so Looney Tunes. I love it.
1: <laughs> it really does feel a family with those types of shows. And I, I honestly, I, I really like this, uh, this segment too a lot uh, mm-hmm. as well. Like, I just think it is sort of one of the best examples of what this show can be when it is like really on its shit. You know, it's funny the like the villain actually uh, presents a challenge, and Rhino kind of has. I mean, his goal is weird, but he kind of has good plans. Mm-hmm. Um, Aside from this show's tendency to like have a really quick sort of conclusion that wraps up how Spider Man bested the villain, like everything else is like pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really like this segment a lot.
0: Yeah. And the plans like in character for Rhino, like you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't, this plan wouldn't make sense for a lot of, a lot of villains, but like I can see Rhino doing a dumb thing like this. And it's like, I'll accept it. You've got to build a statue for yourself. All right, dude, you never, you've never had very lofty goals. So this totally checks <laughs> out for you actually. Yeah.
2: I also like when Rhino's running in the sewers with his arms outstretched forward in front of him. He's got like a Frankenstein <laughs> monster run yeah. going on. Oh yep.
0: Incredible. Incredible. And yeah. also
2: the, the uh the line at the very end where he just says what a pair of bookends these would make you know <laughs> i happen to, i happen to agree that they would make nice bookends they should release bookends of yes. the golden rhino i would yes. gladly get
1: them uh, one Me one too. gold one and one sort of like uh yeah one that's sort of like slate looking that's like sort of brushed to look like his his sort of vibe like a stone one
2: almost yeah, i think that, that would be really cool that would I, I saw just just recently. I, I think Sideshow is coming out with a statue of the the Spider Man pointing uh, from the show. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Of <laughs> so, course. like, that's a beautiful. They, they should make golden rhino statue too. Yeah, okay. we're on our way to the golden rhino statue. I
1: say. I hope.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Doug, you kind of glossed over it, but like the solution that Spidey has is that his webbing is concentrated steel. Yeah. What? I have some <laughs> questions. I have and then, several. And then, and then, the fact that like in the next segment there's another like metal webbing thing that comes <laughs> yeah. up. So metal it's like what. Web.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, well, this will probably make more sense when we talk about the next segment, but I really feel like they're not doing a great job pairing these up or they're doing too good a job of pairing these segments up. Cause like these two segments are very similar. And I feel like recently, probably not last week, but the week before, maybe like there no, were last also, week. Oh, it was last week. week Cause it was, it was, like it two was mysterious. Haunted things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we had two haunted things and, uh, yeah, it's just like, they need to like mix these a little bit, like shuffle them up a little bit. <laughs>
0: That's so funny.
1: Um, but yeah what is concentrated steel Speed. web
0: yeah he doesn't <laughs> explain it any true. further he's like well of course it's concentrated steel obviously <laughs> like
2: rhino just flips on his butt when he runs into it all fun <laughs>
0: uh, yep. okay i guess that's yeah. what it does <laughs> <laughs> like...
2: He had to come up with something
1: because they had that that moment where Rhino, like Spider-Man tries to web up the whole Rhino makes in the gold repository.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then what I love about that moment is I assumed, okay, Rhino's just going to tear through the webbing. No, he actually doesn't tear through the webbing. He just tears the wall of the repository down.
2: so, so like, on the wall,
0: Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of webbing, like honestly, the other two notes that I have for this episode... Spidey makes a web lasso in this segment, not the segment with the literal <laughs> cowboy in it. hmm <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: He had the web umbrella in this one too. Yes. when the rubble was coming down was pretty fun.: I yeah. love
0: the web umbrella. I thought that was very funny.: I do think it's a good
1: one. It's like a variant of his web shield, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We've established this work, so why not do it again, you know? right. Bring it back. I know it would be really funny if and I, I don't know if, if they ever really did this because it's hard to keep track of which Spider-Mans is end up across the Spider-Verse comic. So I'm sure sixty seven's in there at some point, but like it would be funny if any sort of Spider-Verse comic acknowledged this thing that he does with his web in this series, which is just like making anything and having no one understand how it works. I think that would be very funny. Yeah, I would <laughs> like to see it.
2: It's like the Green Lantern ring. He just busts exactly. his web shooter. <laughs> you get me, Nick.
1: <laughs> yeah, this stuff's great. <laughs> oh, man. Are we missing anything from this one? Um, J- <laughs> J- Jonah Jameson really doesn't have to be a big part of this episode, but I like how much they're including him in these segments. I really yeah. appreciate it. There aren't enough characters to leave him out.
0: Right.
2: Nope, you just got your trio. You got uh, the the famous Spider-Man trio of Peter Parker, Betty Brant, and J. Jonah Jameson. Yes. Yeah, no
1: other Spidey trios exist. No other Peter social groups exist in trios. This This is the one.
0: Yeah, work on your work-life balance, Peter. Like, you need some friends outside of where you work right now. Really?
1: So true. Well, in 81, he called... uh, robbie his best friend and i felt that in that series too i was like oh man you need some not work friends <laughs> yeah. please
0: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: <sighs> well i like this segment i think this is great this will I, I think i'm with you nick this this will probably go down as one of my favorites of the series
0: yeah
2: this this following one i i didn't really remember as much going in but uh i had i had fun with this next one too yeah. Oh, I'm excited to talk about that one too, yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, and for right before we get there, um, the faces of the episode for this rhino, uh, for the rhino episode is it's all rhino. Uh, and I mean, <laughs>
1: it's rhino- been a tradition on the podcast at this point. If rhino's in the episode, the face of the episode is several yeah. rhinos. You know? rhino
0: often makes good faces in many shows, and this show it's just constant it's all the time and like a lot of the faces that he made in his first appearance like he makes again this time Mm -hmm. so I was trying to look for like what's different and what's different in this one is I think the way that they draw him when they're when he's running is like even more cartoony (laughs) than it's ever been and it's so fun like Mm -hmm. every face he makes whenever he's running is always different and always exaggerated and like the way that his rhino suit is in this show where the eyes of the rhino suit are so pronounced like Mm -hmm. sometimes when he's like bent over you don't even see his human eyes so it looks like his like rhino suit eyes are his eyes and you just see his little his just little teeth or are just some straight lines like it's it's just it's such a simple drawing yeah but it's so funny yeah. i do
1: love that most versions of rhino will sort of like bend down and charge rhino head and horn first. But since he's still running on two legs, like it'll never actually mimic what a rhino charging would look like because his arms are always up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. One of my favorite rhino faces in this one is when he's like pouring the gold into the the rhino mold. He just has like a shot where he's got like these rounded teeth and just like little (laughs) tiny eyes. He just like looks really happy pouring the gold in there. He should be.
0: I'm yeah. so
1: proud of this Rhino.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I also love the photo that Peter catches of Rhino <laughs> breaking out of the bank or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like it's just I don't even it, it just doesn't even make any sense really the way it looks like he's like tearing into the wall honestly the way it's drawn there uh in a perfect goes. little triangle but it's just it's so funny. It's yeah, it's it's great. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's pretty yeah pretty baffling photo but i like it i like yeah
0: it. oh i don't know what? why i just remember just this this just now but there's a point <laughs> there's a point um i think it's in this segment not the next one right i think it's in this segment when like the cops are driving down the road you see parafino's wax museum in the oh. back. <gasps> <gasps> i'm so
1: disappointed in myself for not noticing <laughs> yeah.
0: There's like a little bit of continuity in the show. I love it. Wow. I mean, they just, it's because they reuse the backgrounds, but still you're like sure. creates continuity. I love that.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's like a fortunate side effect of reusing assets.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah we plan for that continuity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Hundred
1: percent.
0: Right. Very intentional
2: reference. <laughs> Seamless.
1: <laughs> I want to write the show where all these villains actually interact, but like not as a team. It's just like someone's pulling a heist off on Parafino. Yeah, that would oh, be that good be too. So
0: funny. I like That'd that. be great. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, shall we get to the next segment? Um, yeah. As another one, we're excited to talk about here. Let's <laughs> do it.
0: Yes. So this is uh, same episode, season one, num- uh, episode fourteen, segment B, entitled "Blueprint for Crime." Uh, the synopsis that I have created for it is: Spidey faces two thirds of the Enforcers and a tiny guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, okay, this is interesting. There are characters here that are sort of familiar to us, but not really the versions we're familiar with. There is Ox, who is one of the enforcers, who is very much like Ox in most iterations. Big guy, strong, charges, uh, hard to take down. Then there's another character who some places call him Montana, but I believe the show only calls him Cowboy, yeah. which is kind of a mix between Montana and... A little bit of Fancy Dan, because there is no Fancy Dan. Yeah, he's got the mustache. The Fancy Dan mustache. Right, right. So it's not the Enforcers. There's just two of them. Uh, And one of them, I guess, is just Cowboy, not (laughs) technically Montana. I don't know. And they're voiced by uh, Bernard Cohen and Paul Souls, who we know because Souls is a Spider-Man here. uh, And Cowan is uh, one of the other only four credited main cast. So he does plenty of voices for the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, We also get this character, this iconic character,
2: the plotter.
0: (laughs) Everyone's favorite villain.
2: I love when Spider Man says, The plotter. That figures. I know! Of course! All
1: of us know!
2: (laughs) My greatest enemy. Who is this man?
1: Uh, yeah, The Plotter, um, voiced by Gilly Fenwick, who voiced Lizard Man, as I forgot he was referred to, yeah. um, and Kurt Connors, of course, Vulture, and Dr. Smarter, as well as several others. So yeah. um, Montana Ox and, and The Plotter.
0: <laughs> I just love that. I, I don't know if, what the thought process was, but you know, historically in the comics, the Enforcers work for The Big Man, and in this show, they instead work for just a little guy the yeah. very, the exact opposite of the big man yeah. a little man actually in fact yeah. <laughs> it's very funny yeah <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> it's also funny there's so many people ox in montana or cowboy could work for um, but this show is so determined to create iconic characters
2: <laughs> that we get the plotter it's almost like the master plotter instead right. of the master planner yeah,
1: for yeah. real. Yeah.
2: For real. Yep. Big man, master
1: planner. Like there's so many. Yeah. Um I yeah, wild. Wild. But anyway, <laughs> this segment also starts with a heist. Uh, in this case, I'm going to call him Montana. I'm insistent that this is Montana. <laughs> okay. uh, oh, in this case, Montana and Ox are busting open a vault with an explosive at the behest of this mysterious and remote plotter. He's not actually with them. Um, he actually, like, sits behind a control panel with cameras seemingly all over the city, which could be cool. They just, uh, this is obviously isn't the show that's going to explore that, and just, like, give them instructions as they go. So they manage to capture Spider-Man via Lasso pretty much as soon as he arrives, <laughs> and they grab what they're looking for, which is a set of blueprints. But when Spider-Man sounds an alarm and the police arrive, the two of them are forced to sort of sneak away and they end up in this golden radish coffee shop, which is clearly meant to be a hippie hangout. Oh, boy. (laughs) 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 I'm
0: sorry. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man.
2: I I really like, like, right when Spider-Man shows up to that heist in the beginning, it Montana, I mean cowboy. Uh, maybe Montana. Uh, he with him. He's just like, "You're yeah, a real swinger, Spider Man." Then the instant cut to title card. It just caught me off guard. For oh man, it.
1: <laughs> their title card cuts kill me in the best way. Right. So they're so good. Good. funny. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if they're like intentionally doing it because it's funny, or if it's like funny after the fact, like however long later. But like, I, I it it kills me. I love
0: Sometimes. it. Sometimes I, you know. I think that they I think there's a case that they are intentional. They have to know because the Doctor Noah body one is was was so good in that episode that the title card literally like answered the question they were answer they're asking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like that couldn't be an accident, which makes me think that they're being intentional with how they how they put them in.
1: Yeah, it's got to be the best case for it being intentional. I want it to be intentional, uh, yeah, because that's satisfying to me. So. Well, inside this hippie coffee shop, is the golden radish a thing? Like, is that a reference? Should I know what that is? That a joke? I, I didn't. I didn't think to look it up.
0: Oh, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't if think that it's
2: if... a Spider-Man thing.
1: No, because their coffee shop. What was their coffee shop is called? It a coffee, coffee Bean or something. That's yeah. right. It was something like that. Yeah. And there's also um, the silver hmm. spoon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I don't know.
0: I mean, golden <laughs> radish. It's, no, it's blue radish is what it's called, right? Blue ra- gold- What's blue radish? No, maybe it is. I thought it, I thought the restaurant was called blue radish. But- oh,
1: maybe it is blue radish. I don't know why I put golden.
0: Golden radish is a real type of radish. That's why I was like,
1: but. oh. <laughs> <laughs> or the golden rhino. That's yeah. probably what happened. I probably was thinking <laughs> golden was. rhino. <laughs> yeah, blue ra- uh, the blue radish. So inside the blue radish... Jesus. <laughs> uh, which sounds even more like a reference to something right. anyway.
0: I don't know. I just Google blue radish and nothing comes up. It might, there maybe there's a parody where there's like, like, there might be a real coffee shop that exists right? in New York in the sixties. Okay. That's like, it's not the blue radish. It was like the red turnip or something like that. You know what I mean? Where it's like, they're yeah. playing on something that exists, but there's, I, I don't know.
1: It, yeah. It could have just been a place that they went to that they thought was a fun, a fun reference. I was going to look it up because I was like, is this like a, a strain of weed that was really popular or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I thought maybe that's what it was.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I googled blue radish and it didn't seem like anything okay. really came up. So <laughs> I don't know, but uh, you know, five seconds of Googling who knows. Sure.
1: Well, inside the blue radish, Spider-Man spots the duo pretty quickly, but ends up getting lassoed again, <laughs> allowing them to flee again. This time, however, they don't really flee. Instead. They wait in a nearby alley to basically kill Spider-Man <laughs> per the plotter's request. Spider-Man does manage to grab the blueprints, and he begins to escape with them, but Montana straight up shoots him off the side <laughs> of the building. I don't wow. think they actually have him get hit, but like, he falls off in a barrage of bullets. And they think they shot him. I think they shot him. <laughs> I, think, I, <laughs> I think if I they could so. have shown him getting shot, they would have.
2: because yeah, Montana's it, like, uh, I, I, he wasn't moving, boss
0: yeah right. they think and they it, otherwise, it doesn't make sense why he fell like it because the way that it's animated it looks like he's just like tripping off of the edge of the building because yeah. of all the bullets fired which i guess is possible but like well it would make more sense if a bullet at least like grazed him or something enough to you know trip him up yeah. and then then oh, hits yeah. his head when he falls off of an entire building yeah. and knocks him out
2: i thought it was uh i think i thought um Spider Man gets absolutely clobbered, like getting. Oh my God. He, he got his head smashed into the wall. <laughs> yes. I, I, I think uh, I think it was probably left over from that. That was my impression mm-hmm. on watching that. Is he was just sort of like kind of dazed. So he
0: just he, sort of fell. That makes sense. Yeah. He
2: does
1: get the crap kicked out of him in this episode, in this segment, more so even than with the rhino. Like Ox does a number on him.
0: I was yeah.
2: surprised by that. I, I yeah. totally forgot. Like, that would have been a moment that, that made me laugh as a kid, I'm sure. It still, like, caught me off guard right now. Spider-Man yeah. just gets smashed into the wall. <laughs> yeah. Head first. It's right. really
1: harsh. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and he can't catch himself because, one, he's probably dazed, like you were saying, Nick. But, two, he ran out of webbing in their fight. So, like, he hits yeah. the ground real
0: hard. Yeah. Um,
1: Enough that they think he's dead.
0: <laughs> it, which is, it's so funny that, like, these are the guys that do such a number on him. Because, like, even within the context of the episode, like, they're not really treated with, like, the respected intelligence of, like, comics enforcers or other iterations mm-hmm. are. They are literally just, like, like when an alarm, when the alarm goes off, w- when they're robbing the bank, they literally just stand there and <laughs> stare at the camera until the plotter's like, well, leave, guys. Like, they're yep. not very intelligent. And yet, I guess the plotter's good enough at his instructions that they're able to kick Spider-Man's ass. Like it's, yeah. it's so funny.
1: It's like a deadly combination of a guy who's just incredible with a lasso and a guy who's like impenetrable, I
2: guess. Like he's just super
1: strong. <laughs> and just, one guy with a brain.
2: I just love the ox in this episode. Every time he just saw like, I'm hungry. He like <laughs> <laughs> eating a sandwich. Yeah. I, I love when they're in the blue radish and Spider-Man like webs down that facade thing or whatever. Yeah and they're just standing there and ox is just trying to eat a sandwich
1: right because oh he was God, complaining me, about man. being hungry yeah yeah he works hard he deserves a sandwich you know yeah. <laughs> right yeah.
0: it takes a lot
2: of
1: energy
0: just the idea that that's how they were hiding in that coffee shop was just like behind <laughs> an art installation having a sandwich and just hoping that mm-hmm. spider-man wouldn't you know walk around the room <laughs> like yeah <laughs>
2: I just love that face of Ox. Just His eyes are just like piercing, glancing over at Spider-Man while he's just holding that sandwich. He just like, <laughs> wanted to eat that in peace. Yeah.
1: You couldn't have let me finish my sandwich, huh?
2: Yeah. I got to ram him right into that brick wall.
1: Mm-hmm. You're going to pay for that sandwich, Spider-Man,
2: with your life. <laughs>
1: Well, they do leave him for dead, uh, just like Rhino did, um, and they make off with the blueprints and return to the plotter's headquarters, where they discover that one blueprint, the one that they call the Key Code Blueprint, was actually left behind. So back at the coffee shop, Spider-Man comes to, surrounded by hippies, who present him with this remaining uh, Key Code Blueprint. At home, Spider-Man sort of like regains uh, consciousness, for one, uh, <laughs> but just sort of regroups. He creates another new web formula. Um, and then plots to frame himself in the <laughs> blueprint heist, which is a new twist on the Spider-Man being framed for this series, at least. <laughs> yeah, it's the
2: first.
0: I yeah. love that. I was just like, you know what? It's about time that he was yeah. just like, I'm just gonna use this. I'm gonna. I'm always getting framed for stuff anyway. Might as well use it to See- my benefit for once. I love these
1: two segments because there's actually really sort of clever plans both on the part of Rhino in the last segment and then Spider-Man in this segment because like his whole thing is like, okay, I actually can frame myself and then I'll take a picture of myself, which will prove that I'm a criminal. If I deliver that to Jameson, he's absolutely going to post it in the newspaper. And then since everyone reads the Daily Bugle, the plotter will know that one, I'm still alive And two, I have the blueprint. So if he wants it, he has to come find me. Like, I really like this plan. its I mean, it's dangerous, but I like it.
2: It's it's pretty smart in in regards to him, like, uh, you know, getting the villains out. But, like, everybody, he's just, like, embracing villainy to, like, the wider populace.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. right.
1: (laughs) And I frequently love this show, but, like, this is brilliant for this show. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This show doesn't really deal in complex uh, plans.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was I was very taken aback in a in a good way. <laughs> yeah.
1: I wonder if the same person wrote both of these segments.
0: I don't know. It's mm. impossible to know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> who, who could ever?
1: Uh, but. But they they feel like siblings, for sure, outside of just the themes, just like the way they're plotted feels very similar. So, Mm -hmm. aware that the police will follow him and draw a lot of attention to him, Spider-Man allows them to chase him around and lead Montana and Ox exactly to where he is. Uh, Montana lassos him from the helicopter, this time on purpose, Spider-Man's letting it happen, and the two deliver him right to the plotter. Having anticipated his own capture, Spider-Man tricks Ox into tackling Montana, webs up the both of them, and uses his new metal web uh, web. to, yeah, very different than, um, what was it? Concentrated Um, steel. Concentrated steel, Uh uh-huh. Metal web and concentrated steel. And uh, he uses this to escape like a force field cage. Which, question, Derek, Mm -hmm. is this the exact same effect that they used in... The Noah body episode, or is it just very similar? Because wasn't there some sort of like weird cagey
0: uh, thing? Or am I, I don't think fully it was cage, making that up? I don't think it was a cage shape. You're talking okay. about like Noah body's like device that he uses to yeah. make himself invisible. I don't think it was a cage shape, okay. but it, it's a you know it's a similar like okay. look because it's just white electric bolts basically. So, gotcha. You know. Okay. But yeah,
1: I mean this all this metal web to escape a force field cage that spider-man could not have known
0: yeah <laughs> i used i you know what my my head is the lat you know the rhino stuff took place a week ago he put concentrated steel in his webbing and just kept it there and just happens to still have it in his webbing now and that just happens to be what counteracts the uh, i mean you cage.
1: have to, i mean you're you have to retcon a part of the episode where he says i'm developing Holy a new formula shit, that's right <laughs> god damn it it, and then, very painfully shoves it into his own wrist, yeah um, I, I,
2: I was wondering i I remember that in one of these segments. <laughs> I wasn't sure which one it was. It was but this was, one for sure. it just totally caught me off guard. I'm like peter what what are you what are you doing? yeah,
1: jeez, it's like I know he's putting it into his web shooters, but anytime he puts it like into his sleeve instead of seeing the web shooter, it like weirds me out. Yeah, like something about it makes me cringe.
2: I like how we're just like so early on in the character's history, like things like uh, the mechanics of how you like work a web shooter haven't really yeah. been established. Or, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could have followed Dick yeah. stuff in like annual number one, but oh, you yeah, know, that that's probably too specific for I don't know, it, it, it's just really silly in a good yeah. way, though.
0: I I kind of I can't remember. I, maybe I'm conflating it with like the eighty one show or something. I feel like there was at least like one episode of this show where he does like you know put a web cart- cartridge in or something. And it is just you know a block that he puts into the wristband, like it is you know at this point in the comics. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I feel like it. Maybe it does, but like whenever he's creating a new webbing or something, he does always just like pour it directly into the <laughs> the 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 the, fought, the spout that the webbing comes yeah. out of or in this case like looks six what looks like like a metal rod just up the entire <laughs> arm like I don't... <laughs> oh i hate it it
1: makes me think of like an iv needle which i yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's just and i again i know it's not i know it's not but it just that's what it makes me think yeah, of.
0: But like you're not seeing, <laughs> he's doing it with the costume on. So you're right. not seeing this the actual the web costume. shooter device. Exactly. Right. Exactly.
1: Uh. Right. i also i gotta point out in this scene where he's making this webbing Uh he's so beat up that like he's at his little science kit or whatever i say that in such a demeaning way he has like a full-fledged lab in his room um (laughs) but like fully with like a bandage on his head beat up like it's just like oh my god peter you poor guy Uh, yeah
2: uh, after after that that scene before where peter got his head smashed into a wall. I, I was like, mm-hmm. there's no way, Peter, there's no way you can be fine after this. And no, like, after that, seeing the scenes with him with the bandage on his head, I'm, I'm, I'm glad like it was <laughs> a thing in the story.
0: Yeah. So they do. Actually yeah. Surprised. Actually acknowledge the injury. Yeah, and even I mean, not to be jumping around so much while we're talking about it. Like Jameson even asked about it. He's like, Peter, what happened to your head? Oh. And yeah. then someone explained to me. Peter he was like, What happened to your head? And Peter's like excuse that he makes up is, Well, it was Roundup Time in Greenwich Vi- Greenwich <laughs> Village and I got branded. Yeah, what, what does, does that, that mean? <laughs> mean?
1: <laughs> roundup uh, time in Greenwich Village. No, Greenwich Village is like a an artsy part of town, right? That's I think an so. artsy neighborhood.
0: I believe so, yeah. But
1: like Roundup Time in Greenwich Village, and what was and, the last part of and it? And I
0: got branded. I mean, is he
1: claiming to have been at a protest and he got like police brutalized? Like, what is? Oh God! Like is dark. what? But like what roundup time and like what? What? Who's being rounded up? People? Like for what? <laughs> it, is uh, it a
0: reference to the? Because is it a it, bar fight? <laughs> well and the, the blue radish is a hippie bar you could assume it's in greenwich oh. village and that's you know because it's an artsy place maybe that's where he got greenwich village from but what does the branded part mean is that i don't 60s know 60s slang that i don't get
1: Branded. i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. when i when i think of branded i think of literal like branding of a of a of an animal or an arm <laughs> or something you know
2: yeah, I, I don't know, but I love in Peter in this scene, every every response to J. Jonah Jamison, he just always keeps saying, You're absolutely right, Mr. Jameson.
0: <laughs> and Jonah's just like, What the hell are you ever talking about? As he's standing there with a bandage <laughs> over his head. Like maybe you should get your get this head trauma inspected because I maybe you have a concussion because you're saying words that don't make any sense. Yeah, I mean
1: almost certainly <laughs> I like that no one's like, can you go see a doctor, kid? (laughs) You're not making any sense, and you got banged up.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know about this one, Peter Parker. Um, So, as before, Spider-Man, and and, and as many times uh, he has done, Spider-Man delivers the trio of crooks. And a friendly note, right to Jonah Jameson, it does kind of feel like they're... Like he left them in their hideout, but Jameson reads the note. So I think it's meant to be at the bugle. And then the episode ends with Jameson cursing Spider-Man for duping him again. And then wondering how Peter got a phony picture of Spider-Man anyway, before the episode cuts, because obviously he's not going to find out who Spider-Man
0: is. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. I like this one, too. Yeah, Derek, what do you think of this one?
0: It is a strange one. It's a, it was, but, but it's like, it's a really unexpected episode for this show. It's like, it was way less predictable than this show normally is mm-hmm. Um, in a way that like, in some cases is because it, it, there's some things that don't make sense, but also because it was just the, you know, the, some of the twists in it are legitimately fascinating. Like Peter framing himself mm-hmm. and everything. I, I did think it was kind of funny that they wait a really long time to show the plotter's face like as if it's gonna be a reveal. And I know. You kind of casually do towards the end of the episode, and he's just some guy. Like I don't understand what the a guy I've never yeah. seen.
1: I do not know this man. <laughs> yeah, like they
0: have, they
2: have like all those shots of just like the back of his head and the computer screen. <laughs> like so many of those shots.
1: Yeah, very master planner, very kingpin. Right. Like so many, so many similar types of reveals could have happened. Yeah, but just a guy,
0: just a dude, just a tiny little guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I hate asking this, because it's a cartoon, and, it's, and the reason is that it's a cartoon, but I have to. We are constantly seeing the plotter watching screens of Montana and Ox at at all points throughout this episode. Yeah. Where are the cameras? <laughs> How is he watching these yeah. guys? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah i mean how is he bro i mean i guess they have earpieces or something but yeah, yeah there would have to be some sort of like cctv like situation or like batman right. in the nolan verse type situation for this to right. work M- right. maybe or drones
2: yeah little camera flying around
0: i guess so yeah maybe yeah yeah
1: plotter invented drone cameras uh, <laughs> or something i don't know when drones were invented
0: not <laughs> in 1967 i can tell you that much
1: <laughs> it was like maybe an 80s 90s thing i'm not sure
0: <laughs> at least
1: <laughs> uh, I, I i don't necessarily love the plotter but i don't hate yeah. the idea of a villain who is like a master planner or a big man for this particular universe that hasn't introduced those characters yet. Yeah. Um, so I do appreciate him, but like Nick, where does the plotter, <laughs> this iconic villain plotter sort of fall for you in the ranks of the 67 original villains?
2: Uh, I don't know. Not, not didn't leave a big impression on me as a kid <laughs> watching it. Um, yeah. honestly, I don't know how he could. Yeah. um, <laughs> There was uh there was a few shots towards the end of this episode that I did really enjoy, specifically when uh uh cowboy and ox are in their little helicopter and they, they uh <laughs> they, they lasso Spider-Man up and Spider-Man's waiting there. Uh the the police are like, try to take him alive. And then, then they just start opening fire again on Spider-Man. <laughs> oh my god. And, and this in this whole like episode <laughs> Like, he's, he gets shot at, like, three yeah. separate occasions in these two segments. The uh, show
1: wants so badly to shoot someone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there's that one shot of Spider-Man just, like, tied up on as they're just, like, flying this helicopter mm-hmm. and bullets are just flying past. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just thought it was great. Oh, it's <laughs> but, so wild. Well. Uh, I also forgot that when
1: like the reason Cowboy starts shooting at Spider-Man is because the plotter's like, will you cut it out and just shoot him already? Like, <laughs> I forgot that that was a moment that happened. Use yeah. your gun.
2: <laughs> and yeah. uh, I also like how Cowboy was taken out by... uh That that, that scene of of Ox where he just says, like, let me at him. And then he just, like, turns horizontal and, like, torpedoes Mm -hmm. straight into him. Oh, my gosh. The way it's animated. Like the
0: rhino. Ox and rhino are brothers, basically.
1: Who wins in that fight? In this universe, who's winning that? Because I think my answer would surprise myself.
0: Yeah. I I mean, right, like I love Rhino, but like this version of Ox is kinda weirdly (laughs) OP. I don't really see it. I I
2: could see like a a scenario where it just like ends in like a little cartoon puff of smoke like this show I think happens at some points. And then just like as a stalemate, they're both just like laying there.
1: Rhino does endure like a a a gasoline tank explosion in the last segment. So The durability, at least, pretty high. I feel
0: like they would ram heads together and knock each (laughs) other out, and that's how it would end. Maybe maybe (laughs) at
2: the end, they'd both just have some sandwiches together. Oh,
1: that's the best outcome. Nice. I love it. Especially if they are brothers. That'd be so
2: cute.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. All
2: those shots of Ox just eating his sandwiches were my favorites this
0: episode. (laughs) I love it. It's a running gag. It's really funny. Yeah. And it
1: it never feels rude in the way that sometimes eating gags do. You know, like he's just a guy who said he's hungry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I also it's I don't understand why I have so many notes about like the nothing character that is the plotter, but I had two of my notes that I had left are about him. First of all, being that like his base is in, like, an old creepy Victorian home on, like, yeah. a rocky seashore. I <laughs> love the that? house. Like a, <laughs> it's so, like a Scooby-Doo house. Like, that, it's so funny.
2: That was, like, my first <laughs> note was just right off yeah. the bat. I love this little spooky house.
1: Yeah, how do I get that house? It, it reminded <laughs> me
2: of the... I know this is a lot later, but I, it reminded me of the place where Spider-Man first fights Morbius in uh, <laughs> uh, Amazing 101. It's like a spooky house on <laughs> by like the ocean, like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And at least like with Morbius, like thematically, that makes a right. lot of sense. Right. Doesn't right. really make a lot of sense for this guy, <laughs> but okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh man.
0: Oh my god. So also, Spider Man insulting him by calling him sorry skinhead, which maybe a little cringe a little bit, but <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, are we beating up some Nazis? Because all right, <laughs> you know, um. Yeah, it's the, the plotter is so strange to me. Yeah, um, because it is very clear, and you called this out, Nick. Like, it's very clear that Spider Man knows who he is already. So, like, there's supposed to be a history here, but like, clearly there is not. <laughs> um, so, I don't know if he comes back. I mean, the two of you might know this, but I don't know if he comes back at some point, yeah. or if they like really thought they had something with the plotter here. <laughs> Um, I I believe
2: this is his one and only appearance. Wow. I I believe. I think you're uh, right. (laughs) I I, I like how uh, that shot of all of them captured in the web, the the plotter's eyes are just like super big, open wide, just like in in horror at the idea that he's been defeated by metal web. Yeah. I didn't plot
0: for this. No. Uh Oh, (laughs) I was like, how could oh, this man. happen? <laughs> I like I,
1: I feel like I love trying to figure out how you could incorporate these these original villains into comics now. And I do feel like we've mentioned Master Planner so much. We've mentioned the big man so much. We've mentioned Kingpin. Um, like, I do feel like there's a world where the planner is introduced into the universe, but he's like the shitty version of all of them, you know? He's like trying to be a master planner or he's trying to be like this coordinating force, but like he's just like easily defeated as long as you can find him.
2: That would be great. <laughs> You know, I, I just thinking of it. I remember the 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 Fifth the Fifth Avenue Phantom. That one, yes! that that one showed up in like an issue of Spider Girl, I think. <gasps> oh yeah. my gosh, that's like, incredible! Uh, I think it was like in the in the '90s, issue '90s, around there. Oh, I'll uh, have to
1: check. I have a bunch yeah. of Spider Girl. I haven't yeah. read all of what I have, so I'll have to see if I have an issue that has the Fifth Avenue. It could have been sitting in my closet this whole time, uh, <laughs> as I've been. Praising the the Fifth Avenue Phantom and wanting these villains in comics.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. I, I I would like to see more of these random villains show up. I mean, it seems like they do like very sporadically over the history. Yeah, like people mm-hmm. will just say like, uh, "I remember this guy." Let me use him. Yeah, I feel like they work very
1: well for what comics do very frequently now, which is to have like either a sort of early issue, early arc villain, uh, either in the comics or the TV show that is like, just like shows off Spider-Man's action or something, or that gets sort of recycled into a legacy character's villain. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of them could very easily be folded in. It's just a matter of finding, like you said, Nick, somebody who's like, I remember this guy. (laughs) 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 I know what to do with them.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, especially, yeah, because no, that's that's so true, because I feel like a lot of times... Because, you know, comics have been around for so long. A lot of these, you know, villains, a lot of the, you know, pre-existing villains have, like, such a long, torrid history that sometimes, if you want just, like we want just to throw in a, a single issue villain for miles Morales in between arcs. Right. It's an easy pull to just get like, here's like existing 67 character that no one remembers. <laughs> we'll just throw it in for an issue. We don't need to explain mm-hmm. anything because it's just an invisible dude or something. Yeah. Like it's, it's primed for that kind of stuff. So I, yeah, I wish that they would pull from this well more and it's cool whenever they do. The comic
2: yeah. book debut of Parafino awaits us yes! someday, maybe, Uh-oh. hopefully. Well, that's right. bad
1: number one <laughs> i want it so bad and and you know what honestly i think he would work best in a in a many of these i think you could turn into that sort of like goofy one-off or like easy thing i genuinely think parafino would work best if you did him sort of sincerely creepy um and we just uh read nick the the um uh, deadly neighborhood spider-man which is being illustrated by juan ferreira nice i would love to see him or any other sort of like horror uh artists do like a really cool parafino's museum with all the the monsters and all the like creepy vibes and all that sort of stuff uh oh i think that would be so good
2: that would be really neat i i just saw uh the the upcoming issues of amazing spider-man they're that dark web arc that they're doing, there's going to mm-hmm. be like a, there's going to be like a team of, uh, like, uh, demonic Spider-Man villains called the insidious six. Which, yeah. Which is oh, pretty that's funny. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> uh, 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 like just using that name alone just made me really happy for some
0: reason. Yeah. Cause it's,
1: it's gotta be such a wildly different vibe. You know what right, I mean? Right. Especially if they're actually meant to be like spooky, dark insidious.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But it's such a like good it is such like a good villain name, like that Mm -hmm. you know, only happened in the nineties show for like silly reasons, but like it you know, it's like Insidious Six is kinda burned into the heads of like nineties kids. And it's like there is a nice sound to it that's different from Sinister Six, but it still has a good to it. So I'm glad that they're reusing that.
2: Yeah, just this whole idea of uh, you know, pulling from from some of the cartoons in some ways is is, Mm -hmm. is nice to see whenever it does happen. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen I've seen this suit for Dark Web. I haven't seen these villains. Some of these look wild. Yeah. Um, so I is it? Wait. That's a question what? for another day. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> I just well because I just saw a villain on one of these covers and I'm like, is that? But, um, maybe, maybe this is the type of thing we'll need to talk about at some point because it looks bananas. Okay. <laughs> um, but oh man, that's that's uh, oh that's so cool. Yeah. I I want these villains. I want all of them. Um, mm-hmm. Well, not all of them. Some of them are, should be left to history uh, unless the <laughs> right person picks them up, but um, many of them I would like to see more of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Plotter I could I, I could do without, but I would also wouldn't be mad if he showed up.
1: But. Yeah. Plotter feels like it would need to be very specific. It could be yeah. like a spider ham in the real world type of uh, yeah. villain or, again, like somebody who idolizes Doc Ock for his mm-hmm. planning, but sucks well, yeah. at mimicking him. I know? love know? Be fun. the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think it could work. I think it could work. Well, anything else about this? I mean, I know we totally went off the rails there to talk about (laughs) villains, but anything we left off, you know, left on the on the table, off the table, on the table um, about this second segment.
2: I don't know. Just in general faces from Rhino and Ox, you know, both of them, both Mm -hmm. of these segments, incredible around the board. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did they, so they did say that they were going to
1: sell these blueprints to other countries did they ever actually say what the blueprints are or what they're for? Are they just of New York? Or like, what what are (laughs) the blueprints? I don't think so. They're just some secret blueprints. Are they like missile blueprints?
0: (laughs) Because they they did look like like the few glimpses we see of them, it looks like some. It doesn't look like New York blueprints. It looks like a machine no, to be built yeah. or something, or a weapon or something. I just was assuming that it was a weapon, but you're yeah. right. I don't think they ever say specifically what it is. I, don't know. Which I also is very love the, funny. <laughs> I love the
1: moment when uh, Cowboy Montana, whoever he is, is like, "Oh, you know, we could make copies and sell them to a bunch of different countries." And their planner's like, oh, "But that would be wrong." <laughs> <laughs> So weird, (laughs) you're just a bunch of
2: weird friends being weird, living in that little spooky house on the ocean.
1: (laughs) You're secluded in your ocean, spooky house.
2: Life is good,
1: it is. Oh my
2: god. Oh, my God.
1: Um, well, it's not for Peter. The only face that I grabbed um, <laughs> is him being absolutely beat to hell um, working at his little lab. He looks like shit. I'm so sorry, Peter, but you do. Uh, you got beat up bad, and you look like you need a nap, and I, I admire your tenacity.
0: Those lines <laughs> they have under his eyes, oh. are just just because the faces are so simple, it adds so much. Uh-huh. Like it really does. It makes him look so tired. And that... His jaw is very strong, and this yeah. drawing of him—yeah, it's when probably it's not dislocated.
1: <laughs> um, they also never draw eyes like this, so it's like he looks almost swollen. Like it almost looks like his eyes are swollen.
0: Oh my god, yeah. It's just um,
1: like slightly unnecessarily detailed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we lo- love an a uh, unnecessarily detailed face on this show. Oh, it's great,
0: beautiful, so good. beautiful. <laughs> oh my god, that's all I got. That's all I got.
1: (laughs) Nick, I'm so glad you were able to join us for this show. And I'm so glad. I mean, I don't think... It it still blows my mind that like these are episodes. Like one of these segments is one of the ones that you used to like rewind and rewatch. Like that's (laughs) so wild to me. So I'm I'm so glad these are the ones that you came on for, and I'm so glad you joined
2: us. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. It was great being able to revisit these. uh, You know, because the Rhino one, I remembered a lot more because of all the rewinding. But uh, this one with the somewhat enforcers Mm -hmm. was was a real was a real nice (laughs) surprise. yeah
1: Yeah. kind of enforcers kind of not (laughs) (laughs) close enough
0: yeah yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) well if uh if people want to find you nick um on the internet or find your stuff or buy your book um where where could they do all that
2: oh man well i'm I'm on twitter uh my my handle is ncags uh i'm on instagram uh fudgy one nick and uh (laughs) Yeah, and, and Pink Lemonade, you can get it at all, at all fine comic book shops anywhere that are carrying them, or, you know, put it on your pull list that can guarantee you get it at your shops that way, mm-hmm. or uh, you can get it online, too, at Oni Press's website, and it's also available uh, digitally on uh, Comixology now. Oh, so, perfect. Yeah, digital's your preference. Uh, it it's, should be pretty easy to get get a hold of it these days which is nice I'm I'm excited yeah. for these uh books to start trickling out to people Oh awesome. for sure I yeah. could
0: say I'm already a big fan of OJ Bot I just yeah. have to just <laughs> rules I'm so Are you I should, sorry not to not to like immediately derail right as we're closing up or anything Oh no go for <laughs> it Are you I get a lot of like Tokusatsu vibes from this first issue. Are you like a Toku person at all or is that just a coincidence?
2: Yeah, a bit. I've I've always enjoyed me some Power Rangers. Uh nice. I've uh, I really like the Toei the Toei Spider Man show. Nice. Uh you know, I don't have a wide breadth of knowledge of Toku, but I, I sure. do enjoy it. Yeah, nice. dabble, nice.
1: you know. Yeah, yeah. Also, I'm now scrolling through your, your Twitter, which, by the way, the reason I checked is because NCAGs, I was amazed that you could get a handle so short, but it looks like you've been on Twitter for a while. Um, yeah. You have an officially <laughs> licensed Killer Clowns from Outer Space shirt that people can buy? <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God,
0: what? Yeah, That's, that's
2: incredible. Yeah, that, that just uh, got, got revealed the other day, which was pretty nice. I was excited about that. Always yeah that's a amazing fan. <laughs> i can love that movie that was, uh, oh that's so good it's like my first uh real license thing that's uh that's happened so far nice dude nice. i mean well congrats all around i mean congrats on the comic and
1: congrats on the shirt i mean that's I that's so that. cool i, I know saying.
2: i appreciate it
1: yeah yeah absolutely um gosh well and and thanks again um like i said i was so excited to have you so this was this was great you can also everybody I mean everybody check that out absolutely check out Nick's stuff check out all of his stuff buy his book all you know get the shirt if you if you if you can handle the killer clowns I know they're spooky (laughs) Um, but uh, check out all his stuff and of course you know we'll do our our plugs as well check out our patreon at patreon.com slash walloping web snappers and check out our discord to chat about all things spider-man 67 and beyond there should be a link in the show notes of course you can find Derek and me individually all over the place Derek
0: where can people find you sure you can find me on Twitter at Derek be Gale you can also find my podcast gimmicks which looks at the high concept experimental structure breaking gimmicky episodes of television with a new show and new guest for every episode you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts as well as on Twitter and Instagram at gimmicks pod what about you Doug You can find
1: me on Twitter at IckyBooley, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. And if you like Pokemon stuff, you can find me on another podcast here on the Forehead Radio Network called Victory Road. We are probably, gosh, when does this episode drop? Pokemon might be out or like coming out in the next couple days. Pokemon comes out in like two days, everybody. So uh, check out our podcast. We will be talking about Scarlet and Violet um, probably a whole lot because that game looks... um, hefty or at least uh difficult my life is gonna be very hard figuring out how to cover it it. so check it out (laughs) um and if you like books and video games you can listen to me on a podcast called novel gaming where my friends katie and vicky and i catch up on all the media we have been consuming lately nick do you play pokemon
2: Uh, not really no i used to when i was uh (laughs) when i was a young one yeah
1: i mean how could you not right right
2: (laughs) at that at that point in time it was it was everywhere Still is, yeah Yeah. Oh, very true. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of franchises I've been
1: following since I was a child, uh, Derek (laughs) and I have a podcast about Pixar movies uh, called Falling with Style. It's an ongoing Pixar movie marathon where we watch every Pixar film chronologically. And our episode on Lightyear is out now, which means we have covered every currently released Pixar movie and are figuring out what to do next. Whoa. I know, I know. So you can check out all of those episodes. You can do a nice 26 movie binge, I think. Um, sure. with us along the way and you can listen to those wherever you get your podcasts of course visit us on our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com for a full archive of all those falling with style episodes as well as every episode uh, we have from the main feed of walloping web snappers you can follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at wallopingwebpod or email us at wallopingwebsnappers at gmail.com please rate review and subscribe on all podcast platforms because if you like what we're doing somebody else will too and they just haven't heard of us yet next week spidey faces a pair of criminal twins and a frictionless doctor what a (laughs) wild thing to say in the spider and the fly which i'm very excited about and the slippery dr von schlick Oh, Doug, i was
0: struggling so hard to figure out what to write for <laughs> this like closing here for like a quick witty uh, jokey way wow. to, to describe these episodes do <laughs> you
2: remember uh doc von schlick nick I, I do i do remember that one i didn't remember his name i just remembered that there was one like guy wearing a purple suit that was like slippery
1: Oh, beautiful. Well, I, for one, cannot wait to to meet him. It sounds like something I'm going to love because I love all these weird old villains. So uh, we will see y'all next week. Goodbye.
2: Bye. If it's action you're after, this is the one for you. You'll see what happens when I'm forced into battle with someone who possesses the same powers I do. And maybe a few more. Whatever you do, you mustn't miss the spider and the fly.
1: This is no hobby. Dr. Von Schlick has developed a powerful explosive. He proves to be my most elusive adversary. Capturing him almost brings about my defeat in the slippery Dr. Von
2: Schlick. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a
1: spider can, spins a web any size, catches seeds, just like
2: flies, look out, here comes the Spider-Man, is he strong, listen bud, he's got radioactive blood, can he swing from a thread, take a look overhead, hey there, there goes a the Spider-Man, in the chill of night
1: scene of a crime like a streak of light, he
2: arrives just in time spider-man spider-man friendly neighborhood spider-man welcome and fame he's ignored action is his reward to him life is a great big bang wherever there's a hang you'll find the spider-man